1: And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds.
3: Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, now in our fifth season looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club, I am Richard Woodward and you are tuning into the midweek show, um, available every week on video and audio for a sometimes or but always informative hour or more of football conversation. so make your Monday a Blue Monday and joining me tonight, the Frankie and Benny of the Blue Monday podcast, <laughs> Benjamin Bloom and Joe Fares. I'll start I'll with Joe, i then Joe, you're, yeah, yeah you'll, We'll figure out who's who. We need to start yeah. with Joe because I think Joe, is this your first appearance of 2020 so far?
4: No, I was on no. after. I've definitely been on in 2020 with Mikey. Oh,
3: fair Maybe do. Is it after then. the Wickham game? Possibly after Wickham. But yeah. let's talk about your shirt. For those those of you watching in black and white, Joe's wearing the um, the old green and claret shirt from the 95 96 season. Yeah, the first season down. Tell Can us you do about a game, that?
0: though, Rich. After after three, can we all say the first player who comes into our head when we think of that shirt? Yeah. Okay. Three. We one. Joining at home. <laughs> one, two, three. Paul Grant Mason. <laughs> <Grant>
3: Mason. <laughs> Paul Mason. Grant Mason. Grant Mason. So Paul Mason for Blackburn in the cup.
0: Yeah, where Alan Brazil goes missing on the commentary.
3: Alan- Last time I wore
4: this, I was in I was in Tesco Copdock and some guy. Came up to me and I had my headphones. on and maybe take my headphones off to tell him it, it was a great. To tell me it was a great shirt. And it reminds me of Grant Williams from the halfway line. How,
0: how did you yeah. feel? How did you feel when that happened, Jay? Was it was it was it a bit sinister, or did you enjoy the attention? I assumed I'd sort of like spilled some dinner
4: down my jumper or something really, <laughs> when he came to accost me. But afterwards, I was quite I was quite pleased to have a conversation about Grant Williams on a Tesco's in a Saturday morning.
3: That's what you are. The club are doing some good, um, of, like these replica, like oldie shirts, and I think the next one's going to be the black and white stripey one. But we're we're big but fans. What's your
0: view on that, then, you two, as as collectors? Um, does that kind of sully your collection that people are kind of wearing, you know, new versions of the old shirts? It's not the same. Oh, though, when you is see it?
4: people walking around with a fake Louis Vuitton handbag,
0: yeah, or you when know. like <laughs> we know Man <laughs> Or H&M do a do like a band t-shirt, so like they do an Iron Maiden t-shirt, and you're like, I, I don't want to get song. snobby about it, but yeah, name me one Iron Maiden song, hot girl wearing Iron Maiden shirt that she just picked up from Name H&M. me, Name me three Iron
4: Maiden songs in 10 seconds under great pressure from Ken Bruce.
0: Oh, wow. Number of the beast, bring your daughter to the slaughter, <laughs> run to the hills. Run for uh, your
4: life!
3: A, there are some car radios radio, radio exploding there. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, see from Bemloom. Um, I was going to say, it's like. Do you answer your question? It's like when you went on holiday to like Spain or Portugal when you were a kid, and they would sell Barcelona shirts, knock off Barcelona shirts. To me, it's like that. I mean, they look good. I mean, we're going to get the red and black one. I, I'm going to get. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm going to get that one as well. I thought that we, was never for sale. That one. Sir. And that's why. That's why I'm going to get it. But otherwise, I'm. I'm. I've done quite well out of eBay or some. You know. Ruthless football kit sellers have been doing quite a lot of me. But um yeah, big fan of the Claret and what what would you describe that green? I don't even know what kind of it's like bluey green, isn't I, it? I wouldn't
4: even say it's green, it's more of a maroon than a claret as well, the
3: um Maroon five. And some gold piping. There we go. Yeah.
4: Um but but I think the copper shirts are good and like I say, I was in Amsterdam and there's the copper their their main shop is in Amsterdam and I was in there and they had all the Ipswich shirts oh, you I say, in, a picture, in didn't Amsterdam. You? But annoyingly, when I was in the shop, somebody was buying the Norwich ninety two, ninety three shirt. Oh, that's everybody. vulgar. Great Yeah, tea, someone, was, terrible someone was shirt. buying that when I was in there in Amsterdam, some Dutch guy. He just said he
3: liked the shirt and I was just like oh get out you disgust me <laughs> um yeah get out. Get, get out um so the Frankie and Benny stuff we'll come back to Oxford in a minute that will become clear later on um or if you haven't watched Ben's um match experience video um I'd yeah. highly recommend that um let's do some news guys before we talk about the kind of I'm pandemonium not, I'm not last night
0: anything until you introduce me
3: and you, well I've I've kind of introduced you as the Frankie of the podcast Ben Bloom's here hello Ben hi what do you want me hi, to man. what what You've got a nice polka dot situation going on there. Do you want to show yeah. us your mug?
0: Um, yeah, I've got my girlfriend's called Shaylee. She's got an S on. Richard eh. decided it was the sex mug. Eh. But, S um, for sex. We're going to get told... The people who say when we're too bantery, they're going to say we're too bantery, Rich. And then yeah. the people who say we're too serious...
3: Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. We've 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 given you three minutes of bants. hashtag epic bans, yeah. and that'll end that. No more. We're gonna talk about boring stuff like Bant- Bantosaurus rex. Bantasaurus rex. The Archbishop of Banterbury over here is gonna <laughs> fry some stuff in the old banter walk, and they will crack oh, on. Oh no! No, I'm not a nice kid. We'll kill that straight away. That chat is gone. Um, Josh Earl. Someone help me out here. Josh Earl signs um, from Preston on loan to the end of the season. Apparently, we um we managed to um. Beat Rotherham and Chicago Fire for his um, signature. Um, that's kind of like a football manager kind of transfer t- um, tussle, isn't it? That one, Chicago Fire getting involved. I need to check my agenda, guys. Did all get an agenda? That's a Ben question. Ben, tell us about yes. Josh Earle. Have you see- I-, I assume he's not really featured a huge amount for Preston before, but they quite like him, don't no. they? No,
0: no, he hasn't. So Preston bought um, Bauer in, who was the Charlton captain who scored the winner in the playoff final and they've got ben davis who's going to be the next one that gets sold for a load of money others they've got those two guys at center half and rich your big gripe about us never planning transfer windows ahead they've got jordan story as well who they took who's like a project for down the road and they've got um huntington's back up there so even at fullback as well um i know like darnell fish is always suspended but he hasn't even there's rafferty there i think andrew hughes is the club captain Tom Clark's there and they, and, and they had an injury crisis as well. They ended up playing Alan Brown, the number 10 at right back. So look, Earl is nowhere near the, the Preston team, which is a pretty decent um, team. It will probably regress to around. So I think they're around nine or 10th anyway, probably where they'll, I don't see them finishing in the playoffs, but um, so yeah, nowhere near that team from our point of view, you've sent Toto away. Um, I just had a look down our options and, um, Earl then becomes a third dedicated centre back if you are going to play a three at the back. I'm sure Kenlock could do one side, Danassian could do one, and Dave said Skews could. So you have got sort of six options, but this would be your third actual specialist um, centre back. Um, it's League One. He's really tall. Uh, Lambert's spoken about left footed centre halves. And um, I'd be interested what you guys think of whether we might see a really nicely balanced back three at some point with Earl on the left. Wolfenden actually gets to go on the right of the three and either Chambers or Wilson in the Warnock head it, kick it um, position in the middle. But um, I think it's good sign in, Rich. Um, and I think he'll, I don't know what you guys think. I think he'll get, he'll get some minutes, won't he? I think, I think he'll be used given how the season's um, gone so far.
3: Yeah. Jay, you quite like the idea of the left foot central and um, central defender playing there rather than as at the moment as three righties, isn't it? I think,
4: yeah, it is, and and with Enciala, it was four and one of. Well, I don't know if Enciala has is ever footed at the moment. Oh, that's
3: is... <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: my God! Three out. Of judging 10. by how he's played, but um, he's Not, note the time Joe Fares has just ended Enciala. is done. He's on strings. So, well, he he needed
4: <laughs> He needed he needed to get out of here, Toto, because it just wasn't working for him. It sounds like he's had a inauspicious start at Bolton, judging from the Lion of Vienna report of him. In yesterday's game, they're good. Case.
0: They're good um, yeah, they're Joe, I'm uh, aware of them.
4: Yeah, yeah. Which so he needed to go, and and when when you're getting rid of it, the, the chance to bring in a left-footer is is an appealing option. So I, I can see why he did it. I think Corian and Darber was expected to kick on a lot more than he has done at both at the back end of last year and at the start of this season, and he just hasn't. So that that balance Earl could bring is is important. I think I think he played a lot for Preston at the start of last season. think he got a good sort of 15-20 games over at the start of last season or the season before when he was young so there but I'd say he's a big unit I don't think he'd he'd ever let them down but he's probably a little bit raw still
3: and could possibly play left back if needed a push as well our friends from, from, from the Finney and the Preston North End podcast and like him a lot. So, um, yeah, one to keep out for and, and, and certainly a good bit of business there. Keep, let's keep talking about, um, central defenders, um, Joe, um, some interesting quotes after the match last night from Lambert around Wolfenden. and this, um, had transfer hoo ha with Sheffield United where we keep hearing bits and pieces, but there's some quotes now. Um, we talked about him on the flagship, um, and it'd be interesting to get your views on valuations as well, but, um, there's this 3 million figure that's been quoted now. The quotes from Lambert, and I'm not going to do the voice, um, the absolute, there's no absolutely no chance whatsoever um, that he'd leave put another three in front of that three, um, then I might think yeah, three million three million doesn't even buy you a flake anymore there's absolutely no chance whatsoever that would happen, he's getting down with the real people, no, he knows the cost of a flake Joe, um, what's your valuation <laughs> of Wolfen and presumably you're not as whatever the fee, you're not an advocate for selling him this window
4: no, no um- but, but if Sheffield United were to offer £33 million, I probably would <laughs> reluctantly so, agree uh, that he has to go. But, um, no, no, I think it would be a big mistake to sell him because he's such an important player for us. The way we've... <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. It looks it looks like we're going to go free at the back and we're going to try and play out the back. And that's three games in a row now, four including the cup game where we've gone free at the back. And if we're going to play that, we can't we can't afford to lose a player of his quality because he is the one that gets that formation Sort of ticking from the back, so it's going to take a silly offer to get him out of the club. Which is, let's say, if a silly offer comes in, that's one thing. From what from what I've heard, Sheffield United inquired at the weekend, and Marcus Evans basically said, "No way, it's not happening." So that they've they've basically been told, "Come back with a ridiculous offer, or or don't even bother." And hopefully, that'll be the end of it for this window.
0: I yeah, good stuff. And Richard. Richard, just quickly on that. I think Lambert played that one quite well, positioning himself right in between uh, Marcus Evans and the fans by saying, oh, no, he's not going without my say-so. And I think the quote was, we can't have players leaving here for the amounts they have done <clears throat> previously. So now he's put himself in a position where, if that is done, he can say, well, that was that was, was over wired. my head. So I think of the, Lambert, the psychologist,
4: well, we sold, the we sold bad, game. didn't we, last in the summer under Paul Hurst, we sold badly. Adam Webster, Martin Waghorn, Joe Garner. We, we got next to nothing for those players in, in real terms when it came to replacing them. And what?
0: Joe Ludston as well, running the running the deal down. money the... for him as well. Yeah. And Bart's now going to go for bugger all as well. Sorry, Kara.
3: Now that was it. that's was, that was good. Uh, I was going to say, some lessons being learned there. This is, this is how I'm going to spin this agenda. This is good. Um, talking about learning lessons, I wonder after the last few months whether we've learned our lessons about letting games, um, letting international breaks um, play through because we have another three-game week, guys, coming up. Ben, we've talked about this before. Fleetwood's now moved to Tuesday, 3rd of March. So we now have a three-game week, which is Blackpool, Fleetwood at home, and Coventry. Um, which is quite a chunky run. You've talked already about um, these. We might have had another situation with another game against another top six kind of team. Last night had things maybe gone a little bit um, worse, um, but another tough kind of run of fixtures coming up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just... Um, you you said you were going to ask me about this, so I just had a look before we came on. Um, assuming the Tranmere game does go ahead, and, I mean, we've got this uh, free week uh, with the Berry game, but... I, I don't know whether they could even scheme that. You wouldn't want Tranmere to go in in the middle of a uh, three-game week. But So you have Tranmere, then you have this massive three-game week of Lincoln, Rotherham, Peterborough, which, you know, I, I always talk about the six points from the three-game week, but you don't want to give up a defeat to Rotherham and them to have six points on you during the season as a challenge. So um, you've got another one, uh, Sunderland, Wimbledon, Burton, uh, then Oxford. Then you've now got this um, new one, Okay. If you, want, if you are playing a three-game week, other than the three games being at home, to have the second two at home is what you'd want. So you've now got Blackpool, Fleetwood, Kov. Um, then Bristol Rovers, then Pompey. Then that absolutely vital week off with six games to go. That's um, fallen fairly nicely with the berry issue. Then you get Easter, which isn't quite a three-game week. But the first two are at home. It's Southend, Bolton, Shrewsbury, uh, Rochdale, Donny and MK to finish. But the one thing I did notice, Richard, this is incredible. Nine of the last 13 games, nine out of 13, I'm going to say that a third time, nine out of the last 13 games were at home.
3: Oh, I was, that's incredible. Yeah. We were promoting a lack of home games during October, November, so it's nice to see they've been caught up. And oh but I'm trying to think. If from the, the home
0: form is good, Rich, oh, yeah, you yeah. take 20 points from those nine games, you are, you know, up. and You're up, actually, the point, you... yeah, the point home I games, yeah. wanted to make though, guys, is after Wimbledon away, which is, February the eleventh. It's it's a downhill downhill stretch with nine out of thirteen games. home. I, I cannot fathom how that's how that's happened. I know the Berry thing is one, and obviously other home games being thrown in there. But God, he's that's...
4: saying we'll be on easy street after that Wimbledon quote <laughs> well, away but, game.
0: But um, come on. Who else is going to have a run that nice of, of not yeah. travelling? Well, there's not many no, no, difficult it's teams in there. we rather. were talking about in the car
4: on the way up there last night. This that, that nine of thirteen. Someone had picked that up the other day, and it's just an incredible run. And like I say if we can play as we did in sort of in the home game against Accrington, and as we look, the form seems to have turned. No one's going to want to come to Port Road. We've got to make sure we play with that high tempo. The crowd will be there. There will be a big crowd pushing us through to promotion and that should see us over the line. If we can, if we can be within a point or two of the top two at the start of that run, then.
0: Well, and as Joe, as Rich says, once you've done the Lincoln, Rotherham, Peterborough, big week, um, there isn't too much. Sunderland away is hard. Blackpool away. Coventry at home. Pompey away is the week before the cancelled Berry game. And then that last, that last six Southend home, Bolton home, Shrewsbury away, Rochdale home. So, come on. Southend, Bolton and Rochdale were in yeah. four games at home. Donny away, okay. That's that's not a good that's place be to That's going to be a massive yeah, game. That. That's not, that's not what mean. you want because oftentimes it is that penultimate weekend of the season where where people lose it, don't they? There's a silly um, result there, then, isn't
3: there? Yeah.
0: yeah, and then MK at home. But, yeah, um, I know that three game weeks are three game weeks and they're tricky, but that fixture list, once you get past the horrible Lincoln, Rotherham, and Peterborough week, which is on us soon enough, is Peter not are a... Dropping like a stone, anyway.
3: Yeah, true. So and Madison will have been gone by then, and we've got we've got nothing to fear. Well, there you go. There, there you go, listeners, with optimism finally about. 9 out of
0: 13.
4: <laughs> 9
3: out of 13. Jesus. Th- hashtag 9 out of 13. Let's send the news. The Peterbridge chairman.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Rich. The Peterbridge chairman will not be happy about that, will he?
3: Oh, there's a complaint to the EFL coming up right away on that one. Who's, who's in charge yeah. of the computer? John um, Harvey. Let's end. Let's end the news, Joe. You want to get your thoughts on this one, particularly Brett McGavin and Aaron Drynan um, are on trial, at air, Isn't it? Um, rather than yep. we don't know what for. Presumably a loan, I guess.
4: Yeah, um, it will be for a loan spell. Like, McGavin's impressed in his sort of games in the first team here, and his contract is up in the summer. But I'd be amazed if he wasn't to to get a new contract. The way he has played when he's had the opportunities, and that includes an FA Cup games, not just the. EFL trophy and Aaron Dryden still has another year left on his deal, so I, I imagine it will be for a double loan spell up there. That poor old Drynan, who's gone from sort of Sweden to Scotland, I imagine it's a <laughs> bit of a change. Where next?
3: Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people kind of hoping that Drynan's going to suddenly click and. Um, what, can someone help me out? I'm not trying to quickly search. Are uh, Air United, I assume they're not SBL.
4: They're third in the Scottish Championship, so right. the second tier. So probably a level the sort of comparable level that Jack to Jack Ross was playing at, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the standard is there, but right. I can't imagine it's particularly high.
3: No, well, it didn't do much for Tristan Nidum, did it? And he was in the SPL, I think. So SPL, yeah. We'll keep an eye on that one. An interesting one. Uh, does anyone?
0: Know, how, is, how is Tristan Nidum?
3: He, can't be, how he, he can't
4: be far off. He, I'd imagine he'll be probably
3: stepping up his
0: recovery about now.
3: Was it nine months God. that it was supposed to be that injury? I'm trying to remember. Back Not... it was Notts County wasn't he could, it? Hell. He
0: could be our first choice left wing back by now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah.
3: you
0: know we saw that Notts County didn't we? But poor guy. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Let's um let's bring things right up to date then. We've there's a I mean there's quite a lot of context that's needed for this Oxford game. If you're if you haven't been following Twitter, if you haven't been on the internet in the last forty eight hours, um the weather last night in Oxford was Horrendous, and it was pretty dreadful everywhere, frankly, in the west side of the country um We are two thirds this game into our into a three game week, so we have um probably the toughest of the fixtures trame that we'll come back to later on um but this is a rearranged game, this is a tricky one, and the conditions guys um you, we all drove didn't we because we yeah. hate the climate and we want to uh you know piss off Greta Thunberg. so um but it was pretty calm, and then suddenly just before kickoff, it went balmy, didn't it? I mean, Joe, we would seen people walking into the stadium absolutely drenched, soaking wet. Yeah, well I'd um
4: I'd got I'd got there a bit early and gone to Jay's sports bar for a quick oh, shandy before the game and then came downstairs, got myself sausage and chips and I was standing outside the ground eating eating it and it was fine. Oh. Sort of obviously it was spitting, but not bad. So I just stood outside the ground eating it, I bumped into Steve, who I think is a listener who we see and um i came in and i was sort of you and another guy that from school came in and i was chatting to you and by the time sort of within two minutes of our conversation started everyone piled down from the sort of from the terrace and everyone piled into the ground and were absolutely dripping wet so it must have just started sort of out of nothing because like i say i was standing there not worrying about it and then like i say we went up to the seats and it was the conditions were awful and they doesn't help obviously not having a west stand when we're a country where the wind comes in from the west and it was just you, you, you could you could obviously see what was going on but it was like you could it showed up in photos where normally you take a photo on your phone to try and show how much it's raining and you can't even notice it and it was just dreadful and one of my friends sent me a picture from the iFollow coverage and the bit sort of where the, where the issue was was where the players had lined up We you couldn't really see it from the
0: away end but the pitch looks so bad there Yeah, it I was like um, an absolute bog I was overlooking that bit I was going to say you had so, a better vantage point possibly saying, yeah.
3: yeah. and and Ben I was going to ask you so we had some fun and games in Frankie and, and Benny's which uh, basically every man and his dog decided to send on and eventually got served shout out to Luke who got a five star trip advisor review from <laughs> making my own special table um, so more on that on Ben's uh, match review if you want to go and watch that um, but the pitch when I walked out there didn't, you know, there was. You could certainly see down the sides of the pitch from your perspective, Ben. Could you see these puddles in the centre of the pitch around the centre circle starting to form, or was that quite well, a was, rapid thing once the game had started?
0: I was more worried about the wind um, to begin with, like Joe said, with the open end. But look, we've all, all been to football in bad weather, and players are very good at playing in bad weather. But um, and it reminded me of the Wigan home game last year. Where this was the type of weather when you kind of look at it and you think right toss a coin here um both teams should change their tactics now it's like get through it without doing anything ridiculous it's, you know that everyone saw that goal kick go up after five minutes and just balloons <laughs> up in the air yeah. but we, we're not just british people talking about the weather because tactically this probably informed what both teams were going to do in the game
3: yeah let's talk about the lineups first and foremost um again we talked on the pod about um the the view that it's it's starting to look a little bit more consistent and certainly, um, you know, the preference that I had was one or two changes and we got that and it was an enforced change, sadly. as uh, was Caden Jackson who missed out through injury. We don't know the extent of that, but it sounds like um, it's not too bad, enough for him to miss out completely. Uh, I think it
4: sounds like it, it's his hamstring, but it was uh, almost precautionary that it's getting up to a position where it may tear, so... Let's hope it's give him a, rest a recover eventually. it was one where it's a sort of you'll get into a stage where you need to give it a rest, and giving it a rest, which is obviously the right thing to do.
3: And, and worth noting the um, new signing Josh Ellis on the bench. Joe, your your thoughts on whether this was the fixture to kind of keep this consistent team that has now been featured at Wickham and Accrington, or whether you would you were anticipating a little bit more rotation here?
4: I am. No, I, I wanted to keep a similar team. I, I, the only f- change I thought might happen, I, I wondered whether Emir Hughes would have another start in his legs after playing on Saturday. So I was half expecting if there was one change, it to be maybe Coltsky for Emir Hughes. I was delighted that it wasn't because I thought Hughes is a, starting to become a big player for us. But no, as far as I'm concerned, I want to see this 11 f- for the end of the season. Obviously, you got Vincent Young to come back in for Edwards, you got yep. maybe Earl to come in for potentially Wilson and then Bishop might get the odd game ahead of Judge Sears Jackson or Norwood play the hot hand out of those ones who's scoring goals give them games and just you I want to see eight of that team playing every week and sort of maybe two or three there but that spine has got to stay strong
3: Ben were you happy yeah uh, Joe's nailed
0: it um, I I was happy it's just a bit of a shame that okay it's great keep the same system keep the same players just a shame that it was the type of weather and the type of conditions where it you know pattern of play was not going to be a thing yeah. was it it was going to be don't make any mistakes so um that you know it, it, it's good to build up some kind of understanding but I totally echo the point about Hughes and he played all 90 um as it turns out so yeah great
3: Oxford's um, it's a, it's it's a 3 I quickly go through this team. I think it's more of a there's a sitter in there in the middle three. But it's Eastwood in goal, uh, Ruffles, Morsino, Dickey and Long. There's a there's a joke in there somewhere that I think um, our friend Daryl has already identified. Gorin is the uh, is the deeper of the City midfielders there with Baptiste and new loan signing Marcus Brand in midfield um, up up the top we've got Tariq I'll do all of his names Tariq Kamal Malaki Akwezi Fosu Henry or Tariq Fosu if you want uh, Matty Taylor and Nathan on make up that front three um, and on the bench worth naming Jamie Mackie. you can still find him he's still there um, still finding a career though as a substitute now um Guys, I'm going to do my best to kind of make sense of this. We'll kind of talk through the interruptions we had. We'll talk through the major chances. We won't dwell on this too much. Um, Give me your thought. Let's, uh, to Ben's point, let's mention this point. that in The first half, the wind is in our favour. We are kicking with the wind behind us. Um, But it's an early start for Oxford with the best chance, Marcus Brown, this is really close actually, he picks the ball up on kind of unopposed in midfield, runs through, gets to the edge of the area and curls a shot wide, this was close I don't know, Joe, did you have a, a good look at this I think Norris, I'm not sure Norris has got this covered, I think he's quite fortunate this goes just wide.
4: Yeah, well it hits the sort of stanchion doesn't it? it, sort of, so it's close enough to the post from the angle that it's able to whip round the post and hit the stanchion, so that, that, wasn't, that wasn't far wide, but looking at it from literally on the six yard line of the six yard box, I couldn't, couldn't give a very good view of it
0: and their end of the quality in the first half, yeah half well, six minutes
4: <laughs> Ben <laughs> would, was some lovely will keen bring, bring yeah the well layoffs, there's so. there's
3: a the, the couple of judge chances. I just want to get your thoughts on Marcus Brown at this point. I thought he was quite decent for them, he gets involved quite a lot ben have you have you seen anything in in your championship stuff, or is he
0: no not really no um. But you know, as you were going through the team, and this is something that Joe's rightly complained about all year. Within five minutes of watching Oxford, I knew what their pattern of play was and what the game plan was. The you know the fullback through to the deep line playmaker. You got two runners, two quick wide players. Like you said, four-three-three three in attack, four-one-four-one. It looked well drilled, and it looked like it would win games. And I think Brown um, as a lone signing. I'm sure Liam Kelly must not be fit because I don't know why they would why they would get that deal done and not. Because no. he's, he's been on the bench. I assume he'll he'll get minutes as well. But yeah, look out for Oxford.
3: Yep. Um, these two judge chances then quickly on these. Um, Wilson, I think it is punts a long free kick. Definitely wind assisted here. All the way to Keane. Joe's mentioned this. Chests it down nicely to Judge, who himself kind of chests it down. And it's a dipping volley, with, which is just wide. The away end kind of like that, but the away end is kind of looking directly behind that ball and it's always going wide. And then uh, I think it's a minute later long throw kick flicked on by... Keen ball bounces around again. A lot of this kind of uh, loose play, ball bouncing around. Lots of head tennis. Norwood gets in there and tries to make things happen. Connolly lays the ball into Judge. You of similar to the Accrington goal. Kind of dribbles the ball away from goal and then hits it back. Wolfenden, I think, is it's the first instance we've seen Wolfenden. Um, I use the word galloping. I'll use it again on the... Um, galloping forward, I think it is, who actually probably was better placed maybe to that take was, a shot. That was,
4: that was Garber as well. Was so it He Garber? really was better, oh, really better placed to hit that.
3: I didn't know on the... I couldn't check on the video whether yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that... Garber against his old team, I should have mentioned before. But we've had Ipswich growing into the match, probably the better team, but the puddles are forming in the middle of the pitch. Um, we have a pause. The referee does an assessment here, and this is the kind of... <laughs> spell of about 20 minutes of total confusion where, to be honest, guys, at this point, the wind, as Ben's mentioned, is swirling like an absolute beast. The rain is absolutely horrendous. And to me, I don't know whether, Joe, you agreed with this, um, I thought this was going to be called off. I was pretty certain.
4: I was thinking it it did look like it was going that way. It's just when they were speaking to the managers and the captains, I I was hoping that it was something along the lines of, look, this game is either going to finish now or it's going to... or it's not going to be abandoned because what I I don't think would have been fair would have been for one team to go one nil up then all of a sudden the other team is just getting in the ref's ear deliberately trying to get the game stopped I I was I was hoping maybe naively that he was just trying to get an agreement of effectively finish it now or we or this is going the distance
3: yeah and we had a we had a 1 minute pause um, we resume, and then five minutes later, another pause. Um, we get more kind of discussions, and then we get the notice that there's going to be a five-minute break for the ground staff to try and tend to the pitch. The rain's Rich, lighting down a little like bit. That's
0: the point where the weather gets better, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it starts to go on. Go on ben.
0: What you wouldn't have seen in a, from the away stand, probably, someone walks down the touchline with a live mobile phone and feeds some bit of information to the fourth official like, you the know, weather forecast or something, what maybe. do we do? What no. do we do? And it, and it had obviously been, look, get them off buy yourself some buy yourself some time it was that classic thing where the managers didn't want to stop the fans didn't want to stop but the poor old ref is going to lose his job and his um is living if he doesn't follow the follow the rule book and can i just quickly add rich as well um something that harry said all last season is how we were never savvy um i was quite impressed with um we talking about playing the conditions and it You know, they didn't mess around with it at the back. Oxford was still trying to play round and through the wingers. And it was the chances you mentioned were look get Judge into space. It was off Keane's chest and get Norwood. And more of this later, get Norwood spinning and Mm. on the run and the wind's going in your direction. It was just don't make mistakes and put pressure on the Oxford um, centre-halves with a direct pass. And thought we played the conditions really well and Lambert should take credit because you assume they were told to do so
3: yeah and there was a few offsides clearly and sometimes i think norris maybe kicked a few all the way through um your thoughts on oxford's keeper he he went long norris did the second half and i think the conditions were slightly more favorable but they persisted with the long kicks up the pitch did you do you think they were maybe a savvy on the conditions kind of the other side of the equation
0: on after about they had a nice little spell at the start of the second half and then it did just regress into right Take a point, as Dave would say, mm. no one make a mistake because there's you're just waiting for sense, yeah. set play. And, um, but I thought they did quite honorably try and get it with had Holland and Fosu down, down the sides. And, um, you know, we had two up front and a number 10 swarm in and played long. And, um, I'm, I'm all for it in those conditions, it seemed a sensible thing to do.
3: Yeah, let's so let's just try and finish off all of this. Pandem. Well, it's not pandemonium. I think it's it's organised um, a little bit. There's a Joe. I'm going to get your th- your conspiracy theory where there's some shit going on here from Oxford. Um, the grand staff attend to the pitch, and the, as we said, the conditions are starting to improve. We stay out for quite a while in the rain. Um, we are actually. Um, playing passes to each other warming up actually in the area where the ground staff are trying to improve the pitch which um, I didn't find particularly (laughs) clever Um, but Oxford go in and um, my mate Chris next to me was suggesting that Oxford went in and got a whole new change of kit probably warmed up Um, but also the conspiracy theory point do you think that was a maybe a slight message to the referee that we're we're done here we are quite happily not come back out or am I reading too much into it
4: I I, I did think that The fact they went back into the dressing room did sort of strike me as they wanted the game to be finished as opposed to carry on, where we us staying out there gave a very, very clear message that we want this game to continue. Theirs was maybe a more ambiguous message, but ours was clear as day.
3: And the um, 1,300 Ipswich Town fans were also making their opinions known. But we start some... 20-odd minutes later with 18 minutes left of... I think it's eighty minutes of injury time, isn't it, that we get? So I'm, the what timing's all that? screwed.
4: What
0: was that all about? They It, they only freeze, had, it
4: they was only 80 held up, wasn't it? Not an 18, I thought.
0: Oh, no, it was an 18. It, it was 100% 18. Uh, they uh, froze the scoreboard, so everyone's aware that there's 27 minutes gone. And then they put up 18 minutes stoppage time, presumably some ridiculous football bylaw about shooting someone with an arrow from a bridge in coventry or whatever no I from the start somebody... of the game it's got to go round and round and we've got to hold up 99 minutes if the delay's that long someone could Jesus have scored in like one. the
4: 62nd minute and it'd still be in the first <laughs> yeah. <half. laughs>
0: <Of> exactly <laughs> yeah 45 plus that and it would have gone down as that? that's a good point actually joe
3: well 54 minutes guys this is the major talking point there's not a huge amount in the second half that i've got
4: um is that 54 minutes in the first half this or is the second?
3: 54 minutes in the first half joe this is 50 <laughs> okay. this is 45 45 plus nine, plus nine. Um, it's Chambers, I think, with a long punt forward. Again, Ben's point when we're, we're playing the conditions here, and Norwood does fantastically well here. Twice, I think it is that he um, beats. I think it's Massino for um, gets him gets the wrong side of him. Um, and who wants to take this, Ben? Do you want to do you want to give us your view from from your vantage well, point here? How many times was this a foul? And by so who?
0: Norwood have been Norwood have been trying um, this kind of unsettling type of run, and he's. We, we know the type of player he is he's very confrontational he's he's um, I mean the term shit house would probably be appropriate for James Nord wouldn't it um, and he's trying to unsettle the defender as the balls in the air and he sort of smells blood he's like right this balls in the air and he tried it two or three times and he kind of barges his way in front of Messinio and um, as Paul Lambert said a foul did not uh, did not get given there and then he's kind of goal side and the balls floating in the air and everyone's sprinting through and he gets into the box. Um, So he's done well to get himself there, but as always with Norwood and similar to Joe Garner, right on the edges of the arms everywhere when he's running and, you know, Um, and then he kind of holds the ball up. Uh, Massinho gets goal side, but he's got his arm around him. So of course, Norwood falls backwards with, with the arm. Doesn't he? Um, I, I don't know. I think Dave would say seen. Seen them given, um, Joe. It's a foul for me. To, defender gets himself in a bad position,
4: and and rather than sort of realise he's in a bad position, he keeps trying to get the ball from the wrong from the wrong side of him and drags him down. I thought both their centre backs were really army and handy last night, and were just pulling and tugging and I don't know. Not, like I say, if if you're a defender and you're and you're on the wrong side, sometimes you just have to realise you you can't get the ball from then. You've just got to try and hold it up. And for me, he's he was just dragging him down and it's it, there's no way nothing could have been given there if the ref had given a foul the other way i think it would have been more acceptable even though it had been even more wrong
0: yeah but You're to waiting, um yeah. to richard's to richard's point that he made on the last show there is something it's not necessarily pace with norway because obviously jackson and sears are way quicker but this directness and decisiveness of his running in behind really is a it's a good weapon and it can turn a kind of nothing straight ball by james wilson down the pitch or um you know whoever's playing it into something quite dangerous so i think i think you you're right about what you said on the last pod rich about norwood's running power actually being quite a good asset there
3: yeah and again as we've said the conditions here are favorable and you know we there was a few instances in the second half where we fall into the same trap of letting the ball bounce rather than attacking it again different difficult because the ball holds up um but uh yeah i think Everyone in the away end was pretty clear, clearly with blue-tinted spectacles, that was a foul. And the referee and Paul Lambert have kind of suggested afterwards that they, in hindsight, it should have been given. But nevertheless, it was not. And that's all the action I've got. I've got a few bits and pieces of second-half stuff. Um, we'll, we can rattle through this because we've got a kind of question on on what this game means. I, just quickly, before we just finish off the action stuff, Ben, do, do we? does this match mean anything Get the conditions to me just make this a total non-event and the fact that it plays out nil-nil as you said I, I, I don't know whether Joe would agree with this as well it seemed to get to a point in 70 minutes like a pre-season friendly or something where we're happy with nil-nil let's not you know if it ends in a draw that seems fair and reasonable in the conditions what was your take do we kind of write this fixture off do we learn anything
0: um, I I do think we learned something because that's a game that a flaky, mentally weak team would lose, and I thought we actually showed kind of quite a lot of spirit to get through a horrible challenge. That you know, if just one person doesn't concentrate, you know, not saying calling them out, but if say Gwion Edwards loses a guy on a corner in the 85th minute, you lose the game, and um, I thought I I thought there was some. Um kind of tactical savviness in respect to playing the conditions well, and I thought they were i thought they were mentally very strong um but as a context is all if you beat trammer it's a brilliant point if you lose, then you know yep. the opposite so i know i I don't think it's complete write off i think I think there are positives and as Joe said about um the ninety minutes out of Fuse and downs again as well, and judge from minutes um nineteen to twenty seven was really good as well yep joe
4: anything yeah i, I I think it's one of those games where if there's any negatives, you almost have to write those off with the conditions. Like you saying, if someone loses their man, you can sort of see, yeah, you could blame it on the conditions. But I think any positives you can really take from this. And, and there were positives. We, it was a battle out there. And we really battled hard for that point and And we were good value for it. We could have nicked it. We didn't really create anything. I think we kept trying to score the perfect goal where sometimes you just need to swing the ball in the box where they ended up being like three or four passes and yeah. you lose it and try and tee up a perfect shot. Judge had the right idea in the first half, just hitting him early and trying to test the keeper. And I think had we done that a little bit more, we might have been a little bit more successful. But no, and even back to the point at the start, Ben made about sort of patterns of play and things. I even felt there was a few little pa- sort of partnerships developing for Alan Judge and Gwynn Edwards linked up well on the right-hand side, especially in the second half. Yeah, Keane downs, well. downs and Hughes were really clever in when one was going forward the other one was dropping back in and taking up really good positions defensively and chambers edwards and judge were having a little link up as well and there was there was definitely some some real positives to take and ultimately oxford are i know they lost at the weekend but they have been the best team in the league for three or four months and yeah i think anyone would have taken a point there I it's say fairly
0: it's, clear to the eye test that they're a good team joe isn't it
4: yeah you can you can tell that they they know what they're doing they've got a set style of play and they look like they've got goals in them while being relatively solid at the back so and I think up until the Rotherham game they haven't conceded a goal at home since August so that's one game in four months that they've conceded in at home and admittedly it was only a nil-nil but I think that was I think that's a good result I think that would be one we look back on as a decent result. There. Yeah
3: we'll come on to the combos and the questions definitely just the The three bits of stuff that I wanted to mention in the second half, there's a couple of really good chances here. Fossu, I thought, was was really good for them. I think he figured out Chambers quite quickly. It's a drop of the shoulder or a step over here, and this is a shot that looks probably from one side of the ground like it's going in, but fortunately it's the side netting. Um, Chambers and Fossu was quite a tricky partnership there, and I think they swapped sides quite a bit as well. Edwards got his like his usual booking on sixty two minutes. Sixty eight we get some minutes for Sears again if you're looking for positives. Um that's almost sort of twenty minutes for Freddie Sears, who who ran well and tried hard and got a few eyes and open things here and there, but nothing too much, nothing clear cut. Um and then the last chance really of note, seventy six, is Brown again doing well in the air, he finds the ball to Ruffles who kind of slashes across the ball, hits a shot, this kind of kind of mid height that Norris gets down well to save and the ball avoids Taylor who's running in and Ed was going to clear from Fossu, and that's it. Five minutes of a time, but nothing really much, and everyone kind of settles down. A few long throws, a few set pieces from Oxford. But that is it, and we can get on the road eventually and get out after half an hour of sitting in the car park. I don't know how long you waited, Ben. You, oh, I did a you were quite I did the, the video, yeah, so you I was yeah. It was a bit of a toil getting out, wasn't it? It wasn't as bad. It was almost <laughs> yeah. worse than Wickham, I'm trying to think. Yeah.
4: I got out quite easily at Wickham, so I can't really oh. judge that one. But it was a good 45 minutes in the car park. Hmm. I think the problem is we were in the back car park, so you lit the whole the whole of the front car park had to go before. Because it, it took 45 minutes to get out, and I reckon the first 40 minutes I didn't move an inch in yes. the 40 minutes. And then all of a sudden, once it started moving, it was okay. But Yeah, it
3: was another drive, League One experience that maybe I'm not super keen to repeat. Away
1: days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
5: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around, Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: Um, should we? I just quickly, Emma Hughes. Um, I got. I don't know whether you guys agree with this or not. I th- there's a point in the second half of me, maybe about fifty-five minutes, sixty minutes, where he looked a little bit out of puff, and then suddenly, from sort of five, ten minutes later, he was really energetic. He was really good at actually doing the dirty stuff last night that we kind of attribute to Cole Skuse. I thought he was getting his body in the way. He was blocking. He was winning the ball. He was moving it onwards and trying to make stuff happen. I thought it was probably not as an attacking um, kind of performance from Hughes, but actually a hard-working central midfield performance. I, I was quite um, pleased with that. I don't know whether any else has a views on Emma Hughes and, and also whether we'd like to see him again if we play on Saturday or whether this three-game week is a bit too much of an ask for him. He wants to take that one, Joe?
4: Well, he's he's been really good the last two games, I think. He's really sort of started to show the sort of form which you'd expect of, of him because... I had been getting concerned recently because he looked like he'd started the season quite brightly, played a couple of games, and then sort of just seemed to not really be progressing. And he's saying, I'm fit, I'm ready to go. As far as I'm concerned, I'm fully fit. And I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm not seeing enough out of you yet. But these last two games, and Wickham to an extent, which was a real battle in the midfield, he really stood up to be countered in that game. And so this, the game on Saturday may may be a bridge too far, but purely probably because of how heavy the pitch was last night and how heavy the pitch will be if the game even goes ahead on Saturday, because that is an estate and playing games on those sort of pitches are
3: draining. Yep. Ben, any comment on here? Yeah. Um, there
0: wasn't, it was a hard game. You stole my thunder a bit, Rich. It was a hard game for a centre midfielder, that one, because rightly we went direct and didn't mess about. So you're doing a lot of defending. And as you said, contrary to everything we've said, Cole skews probably would have been the perfect player to, mm. um, just sweep up and that. And, um, I think Hughes and Keane, I don't know if it's just because they're kind of bigger build guys, both gave away a lot of fouls in those in those conditions. I think just with it being all just sticky and horrible and, you know, and just grubby in there, um, it was it was difficult. There wasn't a lot. Even Downs didn't manage to mm-hmm. look good. And, he, you know, he normally kind of shines in most games, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, not much for it. It was a proper... Um, Darren Prattley type game wasn't
4: it well that, the area of the pitch that they were playing in oh. was the worst was the worst yeah, part exactly. of it as well wasn't it
3: exactly. yeah let's do let's do some questions I, or there's some interesting stuff here as well as you'd expect obviously clearly last night has inspired a few people including FBL Tractor who says I'm not, I'm not sure this is a question he's looking for an answer for um, do you think Ipswich will rain this season or will it be a washout let's hope we storm it um, there you go I'm just um, sharing that with you Um I'm going to merge we, two are questions we back together. To the banter. We are. This is um, the <laughs> sanctioned 10 seconds of banter. Over with. Over with. Back to um, expert analysis. Super Franz and um, Mollet have kind of got a similar question here. I'm going to ask this um, together. Um, Super Franz had a, an interesting night. I think he cycled. Um, which I think he regrets now and also had issues with losing his phone as well so you have our sympathy super friends um, a proper understanding developing between Judge and Hughes um, Hughes getting back to his best a first 11 forming um, these past 2-3 to three games would been the best we've looked all season is in, in his opinion and Mullet says the access of Hughes and Judge and Keane looked quite promising in conditions that didn't lend themselves to football with time and the understanding of others could we see something resembling technical football as requested by Evans Joe we've started kind of scratching this a little bit but do you want to talk to us a little bit more about this kind of these covalent bonds or convalent trios if such a thing exists
4: well they, they're all they're all good players alan judge will keane and Emir hughes should be three of the better players in the in the whole league if they're playing to their potential and they're all good technical players they're all good footballers and if those three play with each other you'd expect them to look look good if if they can get consistent minutes with each other and that's Hopefully that will start to happen. I think Hughes judging Downs as a midfield three is unbelievable at this level.
3: Ben, the introduction of Hughes and Keane, we've, you know, and Sears to a lesser extent as well, is something that we've been talking about. Certainly Dave's talked about Sears quite a lot, and Keane actually. These are players of a slightly higher calibre perhaps than who have been playing um, for us since the start of the season. Is that is that fair? Is that also another factor in these Im- start these improving performances that we're starting to see?
0: yeah perhaps I mean if you look at um, you know Nord and Jackson have come from uh, one direction and um people like judge and Keane have come from come from another one you you'd never know where the ceiling is for for either but um yeah there's there's as no you're saying versus excuse
3: why... and you know you're you're talking about Nord and Keen and Nord and Jackson so I' would agree with that as well, but Hughes versus Scuse is a debate we talked about on on the flagship isn't it to me that Hughes elevates us doesn't he
0: it I'm gonna repeat what I've repeated all year. If your intent and in your pattern of play is to play um good football, um you don't you don't need Maradona Messi and Pele, you know, if um if uh, Chris Basham is now a famous marauding footballer, you know, um because of the intent of his team and things built around. It's you know, there's absolutely no reason why we can't, although I'll be the first one on here complaining when we knock it around and get done one nil in the last minute in one of these nine home games in the last 13. But yeah, um, long term, yeah, some of those things um, and those combinations look really
3: good. We've we've alluded, Joe, to to what this match represents. There's a bit of a. There's some contrasting views, as you suspect on Twitter, on what last night means. A lot of people perhaps reading too much into the fact we went direct, but I think we're all in agreement that we played the conditions. Scott Morse asks, um, could getting a point at a good Oxford United team be a catalyst to revive our season? Um, I, I would suggest continue the re- the revival of the season. Would you agree with that?
4: Well, I think you you can see the difference in the last three games since... Like I said, there was this talk about after the Lincoln game that there was a big chat between the players and the management in the dressing room. And since that game, I don't think it's any coincidence that we've played free at the back, which it seems the players like, that we've stuck to the same formation, that we've effectively stuck to the same team, that from the sounds of things in training, we've been working on shape in the week. I think these are things that were missing previously. And I think this is that that's the cat, this, that. That Lincoln defeat and what happened in the change room afterwards seems to be the catalyst for this run.
3: Ben and um, Tim Pashley's kind of got a little angle on this, as, on this kind of revival as well, um, which, which I'll ask in kind of a devil's advocate mode, which we, you know we like to do. Um, the kind of green shoots of recovery and kind of turn, corners being turned. He talks about, um, or are we playing teams at the kind of right time? Are, are teams performing badly? We talked, talked about Accrington, Wickham on a bad, a bad run. Oxford mitigating circumstances last night have we been a little fortunate
0: um maybe but um but cliche ahoy everyone's got to play everyone and it will you know you, you can't con- can't control these things you come against the team on a bad run or without their star striker or what have you the more um alarming thing I suppose um now Burton are in the top six we've we have beaten a top six Team, but we need in these remaining games, we need to beat somebody. And we've still got Rotherham, we've still got Coventry at home, we've got Oxford at home, we've got Burton at home, we've got Pompey at home, we've got Peterborough at home. They're all in the top 10. Get down as Fleetwood. We've got to beat some of those teams now, haven't we?
3: Yeah, on that point, Tom Turnbull asks, um, disappointing not to have broken the top six duck, but considering conditions, happy not to lose. Uh, uh, Could we go without beating a top six team and realistically get Automatic? Or I think a playoff place is probably, you know, you you don't think you're going to have to be anything special this season to probably finish in the League One playoffs. But Automatic, you're going to have to beat some of these top six teams eventually, aren't you? We're going to run out of points otherwise. Not...
0: Not necessarily. I mean, if you're absolutely staggering and you, Cristiano Ronaldo, all the, um, all the lower teams and just batter all of them, then you could do it. What it doesn't bode well for is a playoff campaign, though, does it? If you're no. landing yes. in that area w- without having beaten any of those teams. But, um, and we, we spoke about this before, haven't we? Um, I'm like a points per game, Mark. I always figure it out like that. But this one might just be a race. And given everyone's been... Crap for at least six weeks of this season. It's that. That's why this this game against Rotherham coming up is don't lose that game. You know because you're giving up six points against a, a direct rival. So and um, everyone's having yes. bl-
3: weird blips and weird runs of form. I think this might be an element of us relying on other people being crap as well. Um, no. Dan Shelker asked what made you more angry waiting for a table or not getting a penalty. Um, I will respond with um, David Diamond's a bit of both. Um, Joe, Arthur Pickthorpe.
0: i just going to interrupt there, yeah, Joe. I promise on. I'll give you the next question. Go on, I'll um, take Rich,
3: a drink. Ben, go on.
0: Rich, Richard lost his shit last night, Joe. So we're, we're in <laughs> Frank, we're in Frankie and Finny's, right? And I get a table. I get there first, um and um they said you can have a table for thirty minutes. And I'm like, fine. I need to eat something. It's the only thing here, so I start eating. And I see a guy I used to go to get a football with ages ago, and I'm like. Can I, can I join your table? So I'm, I said to the girl, I'll pay up, I'll join your table. So I joined his table and he said, oh, one of our mates has um, has booked for half past six. And I'm like, oh, one of mine did as well. Like, Is it Rich? Yeah, it's Rich. Oh, okay. So um apparently, they took Rich's booking and Rich wasn't very happy about this, right? And at about 6.20 with Richard just about to arrive, they say, well, you, you're you're going to need to go, guys. We've got, We've got bookings, and I'm like, "No, oh, this is this is the booking," and they they wouldn't have it. So we were we were kind of shuffled out. So we took Richard's booking, and oh man, he had a face like absolute thunder. He was. Um, Did he, he was... send some gifts round? No, he was were,
3: I, there were some calls yeah. that were cancelled, Jay, uh, and they were trying to sort out. Can I, um, in terms of right reply, and I'm hosting tonight, so I get to I get to have a bit of a rattle. I was actually annoyed with Frankie and Benny's because. I'm a man with it who likes a plan I like, I like organisation and I like logistics to work and um, terrible Italian and, was, and yeah, crap well best of a bad <laughs> there's no, bunch, wo- there's no walks
0: in Frankie and Benny there's little microwaves <laughs> possibly we could have
3: gone to the, uh, the Hollywood Bowl and maybe got some chicken in a basket um, I was annoyed that um, we hadn't the guys hadn't stood their ground and kept the table in in the face of kind of provocation from Frankie Money to kick him so out so they showed
4: a lack of bottle they lad,
3: yeah l- lack of bottle Joe and then I had to throw out another booking to get myself a seat so I could have something to eat because not all of us could get there early you know some of us have jobs anyway <laughs> Joe, can you imagine on
0: it? You, know, you know they have the little reception bit he's just stood right next to the reception <laughs> just a complete arse on just
1: yeah. like
3: stood there not moving. I was not happy he did get a five star <laughs> trip advisor review out of me though and he made me a mind table oh, Joe dear. so so, that, so, if anything, the angriness paid off. You know, customer oh, service, that's all I'm after. But in
0: answer to Daniel's question, Richard was way more unhappy about his table <laughs> than the penalty.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. Yes. Someone got me a He's beer, though. Arthur, so. um, Arthur Pickthorn, <laughs> guys. Arthur, let's talk about Arthur's question. Come on. Um, who, could you, um, who could you see Teddy Bishop replacing in this team? Um, is he competing with Hughes or Judge? Um, he likes the idea of him alongside Flynn Downs.
4: I think personally, I think it's probably Judge, but but when we had our good season in 2014-15, he played in a midfield two, alongside Cole Sku, so he can do that, but. I think if he were to do that, Down would have to take a really, really responsible role in, in that midfield. And there would be asking a lot of him to really curtail any attacking instincts he has. And it would also take away from his game. So I think it's Bishop or Judge, effectively, for that role, supporting the strikers and getting in and around it, breaking lines from that position.
3: Does he need to learn the 10 position? We talked about this on, Saturday. Oh, sorry, on the flagship, are good to get your view on it now he played there he played
4: there a lot as a kid so i I, I wouldn't say he needs to learn it but he just plays it differently judge likes to get on the ball and pass it where bishop likes to get on the ball and drive past people and try and slip people in so Mm. he would probably play it a little bit deeper so it would become more of a three in the middle rather than a sort of a two with a one in front of it but i don't know he'll he'll have his moments i'm sure middles middlesbrough
0: have been playing with a three at the back two number tens and one striker you Almost like the
4: Christmas tree foundation. Yeah,
0: Keane. Oh. No, but there's three at the back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Keen with Judge and Bishop off. That'd be amusing, yeah. wouldn't it? Can I just quickly say, um, Chris Wilder, who gets mentioned a lot in the last couple of podcasts, played Kieran Dowell at left wing-back from the number 10 position. Brilliant. So I'm starting the Ted Bishop at right wing-back. Um,
3: All-out attack. Who knows, it's a shame we haven't got any Cup games, because I suspect he's only going to get sub-minutes, isn't he, for the rest of the season, Joe? Or is he, he might get maybe a, you know, rotation start, perhaps?
4: Yeah, in these three-game weeks...
3: Can
0: yeah. I just say that with sarcasm as well before someone tweets me?
3: No, I'm going to I'm gonna clip that and, <laughs> in revenge for Frankie Manis. Um Adam Williams, Ben, we talked a, bit, a little about this, but it's a good angle on the penalty stuff. And we I think we've talked about this as well, about Norwood. Um, he, does Norwood waste too much time looking for fouls from aerial challenges rather than trusting his own ability to out-muscle opposition centre-backs? Um, and I think, is there something about the referees as well don't want to give him a decision? Does Norwood need to be a little less cute and a little bit less feisty
0: i don't know because we've never seen him not Nobby. be like that um but i don't know i think I'm going to, joe was nodding i think i'm going to disagree with joe um i, I this is game isn't it A confrontational wind every wind everyone look if if he can if he can score goals without doing that then then of course but um would you would you lose the edge off his game if he's if he really thrives on that you know, saying hi to the centre half in the first minute and saying I'm going to get in your head and I'm going to score a goal today and it's going to be your fault. Um, I think he thrives off that. So um, who knows? We, we should just quickly shout out Adam, who works for the BBC, hmm. who on a BBC match review wrote Kiefer Roberto Francisco more <laughs> as a dog whistle just for just for us. So well done, Adam, and Salute, all you Adam. taxpayers. That's where your money's going. That's
3: where your license fee goes, guys. do you have anything to add on the Norwood debate before we move away from that?
0: Um, I, I just find him a little bit frustrated. I
4: don't mind him having the battle, but I think too often he ends up costing us when he's doing it by putting a stupid foul in when we're putting a bit of pressure on them, and he doesn't manage the game situation as well as he should do at times. I don't have an issue with him playing the way he does and playing on the edge, and I think he should have had. He could have even had two penalties yesterday because I think the one in the second half, he stands his ground on the edge of the box, and the defender just bundles him over to win the header. I don't see anywhere else on the pitch that would be a foul, but the ref doesn't give
3: it. Yeah, and as soon as he gets the yellow card, which sometimes is quite early, he does he he does lose that fighty edge of the game because he has to naturally curtail it. So. Yeah, maybe there's something in there, but I don't think he's going to change at this point in his carose. Um That's it on the questions. Thank you to those who asked questions. Thank you. Um, apologies for those we couldn't read out. There's plenty on stuff on there, obviously stuff we've talked about as well, but please send them in. So we have something to debate and discuss and disagree about, which is always interesting. Um, there were three other matches last night. Uh, sorry, two other matches last night. Burton, we mentioned them, a 1-0 win over MK Dons. Um, Lincoln um were the team who put um NCI as Bolton to the sword. Five one I think three goals were in the last five minutes or something. Crazy there. Um but not too much else to talk about apart from FA Cup ties. But as Ben has mentioned, um more movement in the top six and more collapsing and concertinering of teams up there. Burton I don't know if this is the first appearance in the top six for them this season, apart from maybe before the opening day, um, but they are now on 39 points, which puts them a point ahead of Sunderland, um, who are in seventh, having played a game more. Um, Rotherham still top, obviously, with Wickham second. We are third, outright on 42 points, with Coventry behind us on 41. But Coventry have this game in hand still. Oxford remain in the top six as well, 40 points. Um, but it's still tight. It's really rich. Mm. Um,
0: five wins in six. Burton in really good form
3: yeah I just spotted that those green blobs there as well yeah good stuff from them um, Donny on a good run of form as well this is going to go down to the wire isn't it this is there'll be a few teams it might close up to maybe eight or nine in March time possibly but this could go all the way couldn't it guys this could be interesting
4: I've, I've to be honest we're, we're I, I can't talk on behalf of every other club but we're certainly capable of going on a run and winning five games out of six six games out of seven and pulling away from the pack so it, it probably will go down to the wire, but I I, I don't see why. I, like if if we're sitting here on the first of April and we're six points clear, I'm I'm, I'm not going to say that massively surprise me, but
3: well, look what it's done to. James, burn.
0: It's, it's rubbish though, isn't it? Top of the league has got forty four points off twenty five games. Yeah, yeah. That is, There's Player
3: no form. no one's on two points. Yeah.
0: Exactly, no, nowhere near. Even though, really, yeah. take a take a real streak to even get up to. It's like one of those of,
4: talking about the race. It's like one of those ten thousand meter races where they're going to finish about forty seconds outside the world record. But it's all just about the pacemaker, the timing, and the Kenyans are at the front trying to slow people down because they know they've got fast finishes and stuff like that. Time well, to get what your doing, shoulders but, out.
3: Yeah,
4: we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna bomb on now.
3: Let's kick some heels. Um, Tramir, um, I haven't got to play your stats right, guys, I'm afraid, but I'm sure you won't be too upset because Joe always ruins it anyway because he's too good at it. Um, Tramir, as it stands, Tramir is on. I reckon on. I could take Joe. I'll f- we'll, we'll arrange, we'll get this configuration back and I'll get some Frankie <laughs> Benny's revenge. Um, Tramir, I'm pulling him
0: out, I'm pulling out fair. Here we go, this is it. This is, Meet me in the fan zone.
3: <laughs> see you on the fan zone on Saturday. Um, Tramir, um, uh, uh, Mark <laughs> Martin Waghorn... Fake Twitter account, um, or maybe an Ipswich fan is just a huge fan of Martin Wagon, has got a confirmation from the co-owner, I think it is from Tranmere, um, that they are doing all they can to make the game happen. Lambert wants it called off sooner rather later to avoid everyone who's travelling up from Suffolk. Um, So let's assume for now that it is on guys, which is the information we have available to us. We've talked about the the ideal seven points from the three game week, Joe. um, We should be aiming for that. And are you looking for more? Are you expecting consistency or rotation, perhaps, for this one? Noting the Um, pitch is going to be crap.
4: I I I think there probably will end up being a couple of changes purely because there's just been that 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 was such a heavy pitcher. So it's really it's going to be really difficult to for the Hughes and possibly even Downs in the middle. I, I know you're not going to want to miss both of them, but. That was just that was going to be a struggle, and to go on to another pitch, which is heavy from there, it's going to be a big struggle. So I'd, I'd imagine there may be a couple of changes, but I think Tranmere have just dropped into the bottom three, so I can't say I can't say I'm in too much fear of them. Yeah, no um, one's Joe. Four. Give,
0: given that um, uh, Jackson's um, hurt and Keen is Keen, is there any chance that Sears might start? Or is it too early?
4: I don't see that it is. He played 65 minutes off the bench at Lincoln. He played a similar amount from the start against Exeter. He's played 20-odd minutes last night. So he's, it's not like he's only come in for 10, 15-minute run-outs. He's had, a, he's had a decent chunk of minutes in the games he has played.
3: Yeah, that substitution yesterday might be, might be that, kind of to get him up to speed a little bit. Um... Ben, your thoughts on whether the, the three-five-two we we'd expect rotation and give a few players who are still getting up to speed um, a bit of a rest? But would you keep the three-five-two, or do you? You, yes, uh, maybe Guinevere comes back out again on Saturday. Who knows? But
0: well, you try and you try and figure which players could likely be rotated, and there's there's no sense in resting Wolfenden. He's fine. You could, as Joe said, take out, and it would likely be Wilson, wouldn't it? And put early in for a game if he's ready but if if Wilson's healthy then you know keep that three um, Garbert's not going anywhere is he um, the only thing that would shift Edwards is Kane Vincent Young but the way Lambert's been managing injuries that would likely be a bench start first wouldn't it um, Joe Max fair point about Downs and Hughes um, I suppose Hughes would go first um, given Downs is just feels a bit more durable but you've got skews there um, waiting haven't you Um I, and I think Dutch starts. I think Norwood starts. And yeah, then it's um, maybe you give Keane a rest. And if Jackson's not around, is is Sears is, 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 is ready? So um, it's starting, fingers crossed, to to pick itself now and actually make some sense where you can have a logical conversation, hopefully like this, rather than, oh, no, we're going to play four two three one, which we haven't played for yeah. seven weeks. The 4-4-2's back, yeah. Uh, yeah, a double pivot of John. Oh, no, I mentioned John Nolan as well. Um, which would work in central midfield for so the for the Hughes position, but Nolan would need Flynn Downs next to him. Well, everyone needs Flynn Downs next to him in central midfield, don't
3: they? Yeah, the, I guess the big debate for this one is whether Norwood scores or whether he gets sent off or both. Both. That'll be interesting, won't it? But well, Nolan wasn't time. even
4: on the bench yesterday, was he? So he can't be he was back there. this year. He was there, wasn't he? He was trotting up he was down. in the 18. Oh, was he? he did uh, look, I didn't give you the bench,
3: yeah. did I? Shall I give you. No, he wasn't on the bench. Bishop's Gooster. Nolan, Nolan, there you go. Yeah. He was there on I the definitely
0: bench. remember seeing him. Yeah.
3: No. Mm-hmm. Um So we'll um we'll keep you posted on the Twitter whether anything happens because I guess there's two configurations of the flagship on Sunday. Um if we do transmit, then that'll be nice and easy. Otherwise we'll figure something else out. We'll do a mailbag show or something. I haven't done one of those for a while, so we'll figure yeah. that out and we'll keep you posted. But um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled in terms of news and all that kind of stuff. Um, what's going on in the tramway game? I'm trying to think of what we've, how we get on usually if we, when we play on crap pitches. The two that spring to mind are Birmingham in the League Cup semi-final, where they kind of bullied us off the pitch, which had been dug up and had, I think had. I'm not sure whether they deliberately dug it up or whether there was something that had happened previous weeks. Well, they, they were always
4: talking about how they'd, that, they'd allow their cows to graze on it because they didn't want to give us a good pitch to play on. Mm. So I don't think they were trying to get the pitch good, put it that way.
3: And the other one, that I, uh, the famous one, is obviously the Norwich 2-1 with the other Ollathorne's own goal, which the pitch oh, assisted. Yeah. So we've got... Uh, am I missing any obvious ones? The Man City abandonment in the League Cup obviously doesn't really count. But, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Maybe another lottery. Um that's it, guys. Anything else? I've, that you I've you got were? a quick um, play of stats right there. I've got, got them
4: organized at the end of this call. So <laughs> organized. But, oh, for the end, it's, or for now? The, for now. All right. In 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 the spirit of um, Frankie and Benny's, I've named.
0: <laughs> He's gonna do the menu. The price of <laughs> the price <number> menu. <laughs> I've, I've got two. Eleven
4: ninety nine. for Ipswich, and it's who can get the closest on appearances for okay. them. So. Uh-huh. They probably are two most. Appearance to Frank's in history. So the first one is Frank Brogan, who played for us between 1964 and
0: 1971. Dave, help me. Um, How many
4: appearances? 173.
0: 300. Rich.
4: 223 appearances. Oh, got split which the difference. Ben is 50 yeah. off and you're 77. Yes. So ben, that Maths. And sixty-nine goals. I think part of the team that won the league under Bill McGarry in the um, to get us promoted before Robson. I think he was a really good player from. Is, is what I've France been told. Dutch for Frank? Oh, but it might be Francis. I don't know. But I haven't got him. When are we going to get onto one? the
3: famous Franks, Joe?
4: The other one is Frank Yallop.
3: I was thinking oh. three fifty. I knew you'd ask that. I think it's it's three fifty. I'm gonna stick around the three hundred no. mark.
4: Three hundred and forty-nine. <laughs> It's 389. So it's go. 1-1. So the decider <laughs> is going to, to be... I tried to shit house him, Joe. <laughs> um, it's he's more of a Brand, fun game
3: to name Frank
4: Tyson, how many caps did he win for Holland? Oh, man. Oh, man. 73. Like...
3: Oh, Mullet's going to... This is like the hipster football question that we should know the answer to. I think it's a bit less, maybe. 50-odd, 55?
4: Rich is the winner, but... To be honest, you're both losers because it's only 14 oh, caps. So wow, <laughs> you're not within. Oh, okay.
3: standard the, the
0: 1981 me. purists yeah. are going to be yeah, yeah angry. With sorry us guys. That. Well, if you even born,
3: come on. Well done, Joe. That was a, that was a good play. your stats right to end on, and it's a nice segue to advertise that if you're if you're, if you if those kind of stats are of your of your era, then you can do better. We'll send the link out for this. Then listen to the Naked Footy Show this week, where our own David Diamond. And GB will be talking about the Oxford game. And I'm sure I'm reminiscing about um, Ipswich eras before any of us were born. So um, that will be a good list. we'll send you the link for that. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC. You can find us on Instagram at Blue Monday Pod Team, all one word. And you can find us on YouTube if you go searching for Blue Monday Podcast, hashtag ITFC. Um, and obviously, if you look on our Twitter, all those links will be there. Um, you can find me at Ipsrich. Joe, where can we find you and your Academy account? I'm at ITFC
4: underscore academy, and your personal and I am personal at Joe Fares.
3: and Ben. What have you got happening? We've got a few videos out from last night. Obviously the Oxford yeah, game, but you what's... can
0: find me at Frankie and Benny's by reception <laughs> with a face stealing like stealing tables, stealing <laughs> <laughs> turning tables over, getting special Pop treatment, a royal rumbles. Yeah. Um, now I can, can I still have the plug? Rich.
3: Um, yeah, but I, I can't promise I won't clip it out. Okay, no, at Benjamin
0: going. Bloom on Twitter where. I say a lot of really wise stuff all of the time, um, and YouTube as well. There's a lot of championship stuff, but obviously I did do um, the game last night, so it just you have to just go and watch. Rich, um, he's really angry, and he's just waiting for his food. So it's peak, um, peak hanger. The bit where the bit where I managed to. to I thought film it. I thought um, I
3: did really well to disguise it, but obviously not. It, uh, the, I had a beer yeah. though; um, it was still right. <laughs>
0: So um, yeah, over there on YouTube and just obviously all the all the Blue Monday stuff. And just a reminder, we swapped the YouTube channels over. So um,
3: update. Uh, there are watches. people who
0: just do the the video thing. who like mail in saying, "Where's where's the podcast gone? We haven't done one for three weeks." But yeah, it's over. And just type Blue Monday podcast in, and the most recent one normally comes up in YouTube. Yeah, you
3: can't miss this on there. Good stuff. So yeah, Tranmere will um, will. We'll do a tweet at some point to confirm if something if tram is not happening, we'll confirm what's going on. Um, ideally, it happens. I'm up, I'm going up there. Seb's going up there. I don't know if Craig's going up there. Either of you guys? Neither of you are doing trammer, are you? No. I'm
1: doing
0: QPR Leeds.
3: Oh, nice. Special, Bielsa will special. Um, Another
4: Leeds defeat in the capital, then. Oh yeah, yeah. Hadrian,
3: oh, and the, ben Bloom, on yeah, the, blem, yeah, the yeah, ben Bloom. The, the Bloom curse, yeah,
0: the Ben the Ben Bloom Curse, yeah, because I'm. I I caused Berardi to get sent off and Casilla to fall over and Cooper to concede a penalty in the playoff semi final. wasn't my fault.
3: You're like the North Stand post. We need to get a witch doctor or something. I don't know. There's there's some voodoo there. Um, yeah. guys, enjoyed that. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate that. Um, and um, Joe, say goodbye. See you later. Ben, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye from me.
2: on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there, offering much-needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping. But in you swoop to steal the last Nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at Participating Restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport
5: Fan Network. Talk sport powered by fans.